This is Debates on Tap. It is good. It's very good. <laughs> podcast where we drink, we argue, and someone wins. Prowler. I like to know them first before I prowl them. Well, but that's the bit. Welcome to Debates on Tap. This is a wait. I see. Guys, you know how gas prices are just out of this world expensive right now. You know. Ugh walking everywhere it's crazy i'm taking my bike to work it's nuts thanks Thanks a lot obama yeah takes me like 30 years to get to work it's crazy but you know what people aren't talking about chimneys because those are through the roof right now (laughs) why did you well uh first of all why did you why did you make chimney into a three-syllable word (laughs) that's what dads do (laughs) you ever seen mary poppins Uh, it's not chim chimney it's chimney chim chimney (laughs) Santa Claus is coming down the chimney. Coming down the old chimney. He better get his belt up and his bag on his shoulder. Let me tell you, that son of a bitch stays too long. He's going to have to, if he eats too many of those cookies, he's going to get some uh, bird shot in his ass. <laughs> oh, man. That's a good, funny joke about a chimney and a roof. Uh, does everybody get it? Do we all get it? Yep. Bella? She gets it. This She's laying down. <laughs> this is, of course, debates on tap, or it has, has become known by our fans dad jokes on tap that's right uh i'm brian i'm brendan and i'm and this is a podcast (laughs) where we drink we argue and someone wins that's right we're doing it and we're well we're drinking we're drinking we have not argued at all today we've just been telling stories about digging holes (laughs) before we even start (laughs) legitimate talk about digging holes digging holes sucks yeah it sucks we're not going to get into this again because it's not interesting were we recording no. all that talk oh yeah we've yeah, got just it. put it somewhere yeah, yeah just yeah. like insert it somewhere in the podcast and just see if anyone sure catches on it'll it'll be like a bonus track yeah like after the <laughs> after the credits i'm gonna stay sure. around for 30 seconds yeah. You'll hear yeah. talk about digging holes what about we are drinking we are drinking so today we're drinking uh boulevard's new quirks which is like their i can't remember what exactly they call them on the pack like tropical i know it's not the tropical pack it's some it's like their new boulevard quirks uh i'm drinking passion fruit orange and key lime coconut there's also pineapple chili which is boo and then we have mango punch yeah um these are very flavorful and i really appreciate it yeah this i mean legitimately this is becoming a seltzer cast yeah because uh, we're seltzer boys we are seltzer boys <laughs> truly if you want to push <laughs> off the quirks and the sonic drive-in seltzers you're gonna have to send us an email that's right but I, but at I, debates on fans at gmail.com but i think all the boulevard quirks taste very good except for the lone ranger over there that vargas put far away from us the oh pineapp- the one that the salsa in a can yes that one is it's too chilly it needs a little bit more pineapple fruitiness but uh, you know whatever but the other ones i think taste phenomenal especially last week we had the sonic ocean water which we which tastes like sunscreen this <laughs> Key lime coconut is the good version of that, uh-huh. which yeah, I yeah. think is, it is, is very good. It's very good. So the, um, look, I, I know Boulevard sponsors our friends at First Issue Club right. for all their Space Camper series. Um, yeah. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this to Boulevard because you make a lot of good beers, but what it seems like you need is you need three white men to taste test yes. your product before putting it out. That's right. And guess what? We will sign whatever NDAs you want, and we will take mm-hmm. that bullet. Because we could have told you to not put out that yeah. chili lime the way it is or, currently. Yes, or done. just put a little pine, pump a little more pineapple in that yeah. bad boy. And we have yeah. a man here who I believe you still drink sriracha from the bottle. I am still a man. Oh <laughs> yeah, yes, I would drink sriracha from the bottle. Yeah, so you would know, and he would right. be like, "Guys, I eat things way hotter than this, and this is not mm-hmm. good." It's it seems like with these like 
multi-packs of seltzers, there's always one in the pack that's like meant to be a mixer. And this is that one. What would you yes. mix it up? Rum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd run too. And or pineapple juice, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Just put more pineapple into it. It's a mixer in that you have to mix something into it. You need a mixer for it. Totally, totally. Well, what's new with my boys besides digging some holes and some apple trees and some other stuff? Hey, I uh, started. Well, I watched Jackass Forever. Nice. Uh, That was a lot of fun. It's great. It's It's a really good, really good movie. Uh, But I started watching Picard on uh, Paramount Plus. It's how is the captain? Oh, he's doing so good. God, I love that man. He's old as dirt, isn't he? I mean, it, how old's dirt? Ninety-two years old. Yeah, I think the thing you got, is, you got a pile of it in your backyard from piles. Piles. Yeah, go do some carbon dating out there. Uh, you know how easy carbon know, dating is? I don't think it is easy. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a long time. No, it's it's really really good. Uh, apparently, I've come across there's some discourse about the quote unquote new Star Trek and how it's not Star mm-hmm. Trek because politics are involved. Um, Thanks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what that basically says to me is that no one has the the people who say that had never actually watched Star right. Trek because a lot of it is them going against the Federation rules mm-hmm. and things, um, or or not agreeing with the and the Federation is the politics in Star Trek. So it just feels like people are just saying stuff to say stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very good. And yep. if you're a Star Trek fan, you should watch Picard. Coming nice. from someone who's familiar with quote unquote politics insertion into their hobby. <laughs> uh, oh, you with yeah, comics. It's me. I with see comics. what's happening. Um, those people, what they actually mean is I don't agree with what's happening on the screen uh, because it makes me feel like a bad guy. Not my captain. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. It's getting too woke. To, yeah, just take it back to when white folks could do whatever they wanted, you know? Yeah. Let, let, uh, uh, what's his name? Not Willem Dafoe. Who was the original captain? William Shatner. <laughs> no, I think we should recast. I would love for Willem Dafoe to be the captain of the star, or whichever enterprise, whatever. That'd be great. Let Shatner fuck all the green babes he wants. Yeah, man. You know? I'm one with you. What have you been up to? 100%. Uh, what have I been up to? Well, I had something and then I lost it because I couldn't think of William Shatner. <laughs> oh, your brain only has space for one recall. <laughs> it's only got one <laughs> Ram left. Uh, legitimately, I forgot what I was going to well, say. Well, then Brendan can do it. Maybe you can think of it. Well, don't talk while he's talking. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and mute <laughs> myself. Uh, I finished Elden Ring, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm glad Brian's still playing it. I've started a new playthrough as a new as a new character, so I'm very excited to go through that. Uh, I, I still think that it's a very approachable game. That I think everyone would enjoy or a lot of people would enjoy. Um, but really what I've been doing is rewatching because I watched the Batman a while ago, a couple weeks ago. I've been rewatching old, the old Batman movies, um, specifically like Michael Keaton's and Tim Burton's Batman, Batman uh, returns and then Batman forever, which I still think Batman forever is a fine movie. It's action movie. Batman. It's not great by any means, but the Batman and Robin is just it's a movie. Can you enjoy them? Uh, not Batman. Batman and Robin's. It's like <laughs> it's too much. Yeah, it's like too much because it is. It, I think I understand kind of what they're going for with the whole. It is a throwback to like the '60s Adam West Batman and stuff, but like misses the mark. Just miss it. Just whiffs at every Which opportunity. Is something we talk about today. It is. Um, but I still. I I love Batman Returns. That was like 
from my memory, one of the first movies I saw in a theater with my dad um, when I was like four years old. Um, I still, I think that movie is such a great Batman movie because, um, uh, because the juxtaposition of Batman and then every character in the movie is some otherworldly view, like view of Batman, like Bizarro Batman, like the Penguin is mm-hmm. the Batman if he was adopted by the wrong people. Catwoman is the antithesis of Batman if Batman was a villain. Max Shrek is what if Bruce Wayne never became Batman was an asshole. Like I, I love that. Ty- I love like that whole juxtaposition of those characters in those movies, and I think that movie's great. And as well as uh, rewatching the Nolan Batman movies, which still rule like those movies are so much fun to watch. Um, and then I just skipped the Snyderverse Batman series because I just don't care for those. Um, but no, yeah, I, I would highly recommend one. The Batman is so great and it comes to streaming next month in April sometime and I can't wait for that because um, finally my wife I can show it to my wife and force my wife to watch it for three hours um, <laughs> and then talk about it some more and then as well as just it's give me this opportunity to just revisit Batman and those movies are all so much fun and just offer something each one are so different and new and then I'm very excited in the comic book world. They're making Batman 89 or whatever it's called like mm-hmm. which is the continuation of what Tim Burton was going to do uh, where he's just going to be super old and he's no, it's, it's fighting crime because no, it's like Batman four or whatever Batman, Batman three yeah. four yeah. years old or 89 years old. <laughs> <laughs> it is basically because Tim Burton was going to make Batman three and then he left the project for many different reasons featuring Lando Calrissian as two. He was good. Billy D Williams was going to play because he set up in the first two movies to be he is Harvey Dent. So he was going to be two face um, a young Marlon Wayans was going to be Robin. Yeah, wow. um, and then also uh, Selena Kyle is going to come back. She was not meant to just disappear from the series and stuff like that. Um, but no, I, I've not read any of it, but it comes out in it's like uh, trade trade in the summer, I think, which I'm very pumped to read about, mm-hmm. um, but all the art looks amazing. It looks so cool and uh, yeah, it just uh, everyone should should watch more Batman because Batman rules. Uh, they also did as like a I don't know companion whatever they did Superman 76 or yes, whatever. Yeah, whatever it was like Christopher Reeves the Superman. continuation of that yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, and they've also or not a continue. Is it? A, yeah, it's continuation. I mean like does it like cut into the continuity or does it take place after Superman four? I can't remember oh, what exactly that it does I, that I don't yeah. know, um, but they've, they've done um, Wonder Woman 70 whatever oh, also yeah. with Linda Carter's that, Wonder that's Woman. pretty sweet. Um, and and they have a Batman 66 series. That, oh, do that, they really has? It's like Adam West Batman stuff. That's in, a lot of fun in comic book form. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of wild comic books out there. It is. And then also the Harley Quinn series is fantastic. Yep. That's something I still work my way through every so often, oh, but the animated yes on yeah. HBO and stuff mm-hmm. that show is it rules. It's so much fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, a lot of good stuff. And a, there's a kite man spinoff of that. Oh, yeah. Out. Kite man is such a funny character in that show. Um, so the thing that I Did you get it back. I remembered Harry uh, goldfish boy. Remember there we go. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been watching. I recently purchased the criterion box set of lone wolf and cub. Oh, nice, which is all six movies plus a bonus movie, but it's all six lone wolf and cub movies mm-hmm. together and they are just a ton of fun. Yes, um, I've only seen a few of those, but yes, they're all awesome. I mean, there's just a blast like it, so for those that you don't know um, there, it's a series of samurai movies from the the 70s and it's basically the Mandalorian <laughs> in <laughs> feudal Japan. It is some type of mercenary killer guy yeah. shepherding some young person. He's he's an assassin yeah. and the, the he, he 
his his son is with him. Um, his wife was killed by the Shogun or whoever, mm-hmm. and they're trying to kill him and his son, but he's a, an assassin for hire. Right. And it's, it's totally wild because every movie is just him getting an assignment. Yes. <laughs> going to the guy whilst fighting off the people trying to kill him. And then he kills that guy. And then the movie ends, right? It's amazing. You know what you're getting? I mean, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Like, it's awesome. Uh, but the, I think the most fun part is it's not just called like lone wolf and cub, lone wolf and cub Two, two. cubs revenge. <laughs> it's, it's lone wolf and cub. And then it'll be like, baby cart on the river sticks. That's literally the second movie or like baby, baby cart, cart on the river sticks. Wow. Baby cart on the road to hell. Like <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like Cubs revenge. Well, that'll be my sequel. Uh, but the, the, the absolute top is the, the last movie in the series. Uh, it's baby cart white hell, I think, or oh, so, sure. something along those yeah. lines. Um, the the original director like didn't come back and it was the first movie not based on the comic book series. So what they did was go way the fuck over the edge, much like how Batman, whenever the original like direct director creative vision yeah. left and Joel Schumacher went, I can do whatever I want. And they're like, yeah, it Sick. makes money. Nipples. Go <laughs> neon everywhere. Uh, well, the baby cart series, they, they fight zombies and shit in the last movie. Wow. <laughs> For my- wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've never seen that one, and from where I know it, the first few yeah. movies are to that. I mean, just it's like you could tell me that to be. I would not. I'd be like, no, that's not what happens at all. The that's first, a, you know, a different. That's movie. a fever yeah. dream. <laughs> the first five movies are just samurai. I mean, yeah, it's classic samurai, samurai, samurai seven, action, yeah. samurai guy on a mission. Yeah, and then the last one, he fights zombies. Hey it's, man, it's fucking I wild. Mean, <laughs> sometimes you got to have an ending that just makes a memorable. It, you know. It is memorable. What's the secret movie? You said you mentioned a secret movie. So it's 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 a bonus movie. It, it's the American version of the first two movies. Because what they did is they took like eleven minutes of the first movie to yeah. set up the story, and then kind of stapled it to the second movie. Yes, that was a very popular thing in the seventies. Yeah. Is taking well, even eighties and nineties, like Power Rangers, for example, is, mm-hmm. the, is a prime example of that. We took this amazing nineties show about these space Rangers and just like crunch it into an American yeah. high school like comedy. Yeah. Yes. But we were Americans love to do that kind of. Yeah. Stuff. So I mean, that's that's the American and I think it's called Samurai Assassin, um, but it's it's an American. It's an English dub of basically the first two movies stapled together. I haven't watched that. Very yet, cool. But yeah, it's super cool. Um, every once in a while, Criterion does half off sales on their websites. So yes, that is the time to pick up those box sets. They also have uh, a box set of all the Showa era Godzilla movies for like, I think it's like 120 bucks if you can get it on the half off sale and it features all the old Godzilla movies. Oh, in, yeah, in which are there set. many of them. Yeah. yeah, it's like 12 or 15 movies. The so. last movie that uh, the original creator director was Kenji Musumi. Yeah, um, he directed. It's called Lone Wolf and Cub Baby Cart in the Land of Demons. Yeah. Wow. That's the last <laughs> one he directed and the plot line is just five warriors challenge Ogami to duels. Yeah, I mean, that's the mo- right. And then, and then the he, next one, yes. he fights zombies. Yeah. 
Because I think the reason why this it sounds like this director from what I'm reading about just really quickly uh, left the project because he passed away in 1975. Well, there you and go. And then the that last one he, he did was 1973. Well, maybe he didn't. Maybe he's just directing from beyond the grave and that's why he's fighting zombies. He does have a post. Uh, he he made Shogun Assassin in 1980. Uh, you know, Sh- Shogun see? Assassin is the the first two movies thing. So that's, oh, probably that's why the one. Okay. I see what you mean. Yes. Yeah. Is Robert Houston and then Kenji Masima. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So wow. Lone Wolf and Cub. It's really, really fun shit. If you like old uh, Kung Fu movies, it's Samurai movies. Am, unless I'm crazy. Are these on HBO Max? I think they they were or still are. Yes, because like the one I just that one the in the land of demons yeah. popped up on HBO Max. So yeah, that'd be, that'd be really sweet if they were. Yeah, the they're really great. Um, other Samurai movies that are on HBO Max is like all the Kurosawa stuff. Yes, which watch. I would highly recommend watching all of those seven Samurai. Uh, what is it? Hidden Fortress Secret Fortress, which y- is Star Wars. Yes, Yojimbo Rashomon. They're all on there. Go watch them because Samurai movies are fucking sweet, especially seven Samurai. Samurai. We had that in the favorite movie bracket and yeah. that that's one of the best Samurai movies ever made. Yeah. It was made in like 1954. So, oh, and flying guillotine is on HBO Max. You would just keep talking about samurai movies. Yeah, welcome to Samurai Cast. This is Samurai Dad Cast. <laughs> Brian the looks last like Samurai. He's with <laughs> Tom Cruise. That's the last one they made. Beautiful. That's, that's he the was last one? the titular last samurai. <laughs> uh, what did we do last time? Last time we did the thing that I forgot about. We did. The, I'm starting to worry about his brain. Yeah. Are you okay? Do we need a T for a second and like get you some memory pills? No, that's just all crammed up with samurai movies right now. <laughs> uh, we did uh, the wackiest Wack, the remake the weirdest the, the uh, remake adaptation yeah. that ne- never right. got made. Best Un- best movies unmade. never made unmade. Wow. We are killing it today boys. <laughs> I was there. I just couldn't say the words. So yeah. anyway, so last time we <laughs> wait, what happened? I blacked up. No, and Brian gave me uh, Roger Rabbit two basically yeah. the two versus the Nazis. Yep. Yeah. And the Brennan, platoon John. Platoon, I gave platoon. you John Carpenter's Halloween Halloween four. four. Um, and I went with Brian and I'm, I got to stick with Brian. I, I found the scripts to both of these. Yes. And I read through them and like Halloween four sounds like a fucking wild ride. Yeah. It sounds like a. I think it would actually it, been like pretty good. Movie. It sounds, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like it sounds like a good movie right. and it fit in the canon of Halloween. Roger Rabbit two. <laughs> sounds like there would be a whole podcast dedicated to this movie. Which yes. one? Which one do you think if they had been made? Which one do you think you would actually have liked more? I feel like you would have liked Halloween Four more because it would have been a non-insane movie. <laughs> Not I mean, as insane. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty, pretty insane. But yes, the Roger Rabbit Two thing. I, I like. I I think of the Roger Rabbit Two. Uh, <laughs> Roger Robert off a cliff. Roger Robert Two. Rob, Robert Rabbit. <laughs> I think would have been a fun movie to like get like troll Two. you don't just sit around and watch troll Two. you watch it with you, you people each bring a, sel- a six pack of seltzers Correct. and uh, uh, quirk and truly's uh, truly the best option, <laughs> um, but no. Yeah, that, that I think the Roger Rabbit Two uh, movie would have been something you just sit around and watch with other people. Yeah, <laughs> like it would have sure. been midnight showings at Screenland or something, well, right? Yeah. And, and you read through the script and it's like there's no way that anyone would make this movie, I'm, right? That's like, what that's what baffles me is how close it got to right, be yeah, made man. before yeah. if he wasn't Steven making Steven Spielberg himself went no right. <laughs> if he didn't just make oh, fuck. What was it? The, the uh, Schindler's List if he didn't if right. that wasn't yeah. in pr- progress. Yes. It would have had an even better shot of getting made, which is which is nuts <laughs> because Rod, because yeah. as we talked about Roger Rabbit, the first one made a shit. It was a well received. Money, yeah, I like made a ton of money and I think they could have put anything out there. and People would have gone to see it and then been like, 
what, what the what did yeah. we just watch? That's what I mean. Like, yeah, whatever. Go read the script for Roger Rabbit 2. Yes. Absolutely. If you're a fan of the Halloween series, go read the script for John Carpenter's Halloween 4. They're both wild movies. Awesome. Because again, in Halloween 4, just to reiterate, Michael Myers is the literal spirit of Halloween, right. which I, I love. I, I think that's so fascinating. Yeah. He's I, got a jack-o'-lantern head in that one, right? Yes. <laughs> and he wears like a little suit. It's really great. He goes, I am Dracula. <laughs> Uh, speaking of Nicholas Cage is playing Dracula and Reinhardt. Yeah, man, he's looking really good. Reinhardt, no. uh, Renacula. Re- Re- <laughs> Why are you looking at me like I wrote it? I don't Did write. You your telling lines. me you did? I can't. Fuck. What is I? Now I'm so excited. I can't remember what what yeah. the goddamn movie's called where he plays Dracula. Yeah, Dracula. It's about Dracula's little servant guy, Reinhold, Renum, Reinum. See, we nailed Ryan it. Ryan Reynolds. We nailed yep. it. We nailed it. Anyway, so this time. Let's move past Nicolas Cage talk for one episode, guys. Okay. Never. Wow. Which Nicolas Cage movies are we talking about now? <laughs> I tasked the boys with there are many movies out there that are based on an existing property. Yes. Video games, books, comic books, etc. Some of them are very bad. Some of them are very good. I want what the boys feel like is the best one of movie based on something uh-huh. that then missed the mark. That was yes. very specific. Something that yeah. like because again, a lot of them are bad. Some of them are good. I wanted the one. Yes, that like felt like a home run and then just wasn't and I want the best one of those. Well, okay. We interpreted that differently. I guess we That's fine. Be- if, it, if it misses the mark of the source material, it can still be a good that's movie. What, uh, that's we had a little bit of talk afterwards about this, but like it could be your interpretation of what you feel like is missed the mark. Yeah. Could it be financially? Could it be critically? Could it be like based on the comic book based on the series? You yeah. know, it's funny because there are a shitload of movies that have missed the mark. One that comes to mind. No, all movies are good. Well, good. Actually, good actually <laughs> coming soon. Uh, there were uh, like doom doom really didn't at the time have like a set storyline, right? So we about the, just- the Dwayne the rock the Dwayne Johnson and Carl Urban. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, if you have those two guys be space Marines and then you write a good movie around that. Yeah, that could have been awesome. Yeah, but instead they did a shit job and they put in a because a a lot of video game sequence people think whenever they're adapting something like doom doom is literally about space Marine gets trapped on Mars in a Mars base has killed demons. Great doom 2016 expanded on that went like we the story is something. Okay, great, but the doom guy just wants to kill demons. Great movies feel like they have to add in like, oh, the source material isn't enough. Let's add in more bullshit to, to get you to the good stuff. Yeah, and but then they, you wind up with the fucking American Godzilla. Stop. I don't want to see the people. <laughs> I want to see Godzilla fight another Godzilla, <laughs> but even then they could have still made it interesting. Totally, you know totally, what I mean? Totally uh, or well, just make it like a pure action like Mad Max. It's a gr- I love that movie so much, but it is a, a pure action yeah. movie. Yeah, like or I think and doom could have been a, been a great actor or or they go the opposite route Vargas and I talked about this off off air uh, battleship <laughs> oh, what are we doing <laughs> buddy what are we doing yes I did I tell you guys I recently watched that movie yeah you told well you told me that's what sparked oh, the conversation my god I watched that movie on a cruise many years ago oh, scary there was a big storm that like came around our ship Ooh, no so, so we had to like stay in our, our rooms and you know they have the channel that just plays movies like over and over again one of them was battleship and I sat and watched that movie and went 
I don't ever want to see this movie ever again in my life. That movie's like two and a half hours long, too. Of just bullshit. Oh, my. It doesn't make remember? any sense. It's no, about no, no, no. aliens that come down. Don't you remember the lore of the battleship board game? Uh-huh. Oh, remember yes. Remember how that, right, it came yeah. with like a novel in the game <laughs> of like, that explained why these... aliens that come down and challenge people to actual battleship naval battle. That Yes. Oh, yeah. I remember. I remember. <laughs> We're not going to talk about battleship, but that, are you sure? <laughs> Welcome to battleship cast. <laughs> that is... I'm not kidding. I, as I was watching this movie, he's not. His hand is going. He's it's, not kidding. As I was watching this movie, <laughs> it, it was like this movie is so bad, and all I want to do is talk about it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like I would agree. There are many movies like that that I'm just like, wow, I have to talk about this. They do a whole scene where they have. <laughs> they have that the, legitimately scared me. A they bit. have the grid pop up. Yes. On a battleship. Just like yeah. the game. How because are they going to hit C4? Well, because that's what the aliens, when it comes down, <laughs> they like set a perimeter, like a force, yeah. a field of grids. And it's just like, that's what no, you had to the, get there some way. Didn't the you? grids are, are the wave beacon buoy radar. Yes. No, we're not going to talk about battleship. Anna's in it. Like what do we, you know, it's, it's oh, uh, she is. Yeah, she is. Did you guys know if that's streaming anywhere? <laughs> yes, it was streaming wherever I watched it. Hulu uh, perfect per two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, I can get it done. Yeah, I can, uh, <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. Before we start our uh, arguments proper. Yes. Do you have one in mind that made you think of this like your favorite one? Um, I mean, Doom is such a fascinating example and then like no, off the top of my head, right this second. No, because my memory, much like everyone else's, is shot. What about Game of Thrones? Do you think that one hit the mark of the books before it went off book? Well, that that is a fascinating example because they followed the books up until five seasons, mm-hmm. and then they had no longer George. George, if you're listening to this, stop writing Elder. Stop Ring writing shit. Elder Ring shit and write the rest of the books. But then after that, I think the basic story is what they wanted to do, but they didn't have the books to like bolster them and it, and it, it was it was rushed it just became sure. a lot of bullshit so uh, it's it pretty bad well i'm doing the first five seasons of game of thrones now <laughs> <laughs> um i am doing uh a classic that will be familiar to this podcast and the listeners of this podcast mm-hmm. i'm doing hans christian anderson's the little mermaid oh hell yeah <laughs> That is fascinating. Now, I'm not going to dive too much into The Little Mermaid because we talked about how <laughs> that movie. Um, we know how you feel about this movie, yes. But it is. It was successful. Uh, it's one of the classics that you put. You know, Disney princesses, of course. She is one of right. the classic Disney princesses. Uh, of course, she enters into a deal with a sea witch uh, to fall in love with uh-huh. Prince Eric, a man. Uh, yep. <laughs> an evil Check. man. An Check. evil man. Uh <laughs> As we've established previously, <laughs> evil man. And that simple girl went up uh, on land and she, it ended up great for her because Prince Eric did fall in love with her. She got to get her voice back and she got to live happily ever after Correct. in that story. Now, <laughs> yeah. in the original Little Mermaid, Hans Christian Andersen had a different idea, but his message was better to me interesting than what happens because the message of little mermaid is sort of when when you it's put on your kids in a lot of those old disney princess movies are sort of love conquers all yes kind of right, deal, right, right? right like right. you if you find true love it's worth fighting for it's worth right. taking all these risks blah 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 uh hans christians anderson's version was a little bit more of a theme of if you're a good person you must stay a good person 
and then your soul will be saved. Right. Right. Because right. you are going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a German fairy tale. So those yeah, those depressing. old fable, fables are always fascinating because the mov- movies and yeah. Disney movies always church it up a little bit. Right. And then the original fables are like, don't trust this motherfucker or you'll die. The I, frog will kill you. <laughs> I almost did Pinocchio because that one is oh, fucking bat shit. Yes. But I don't like Pinocchio. It's a movie about a pedophile and a puppet. Yeah. Stop. Oh, so, okay. Okay. Uh, well, now we're talking about Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now it's yep. Yeah, it's uh, Pinocchio the, the story and Pinocchio the movie. He kills Jiminy Cricket Ooh. as soon as he meets him. Yeah, because he's like, I don't want fucking morals. Fuck you. Well, like, what are we doing? Why do you think his nose grows so that it goes up up Geppetto's, Geppetto's asshole. asshole? But well, it, and it's funny. He threw the hammer to. He was trying to fire a warning shot across Jiminy Cricket's bow. Yes, but he he missed and just smashed just Jiminy killed, Cricket killed on the fucking wall. Cricket. Yeah. Anyway, all right, but we're talking Little Mermaid, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, in 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 Hans's world, mermaids <laughs> live for about three hundred and fifty years, average lifespan. Sure, but they do not have souls. They do not have immortal souls. So this is a very Christian based idea of a soul. Oh, yeah. I see world, what you mean. Right? I see what you mean. He, only humans have souls. Humans have souls. Yeah. Other creatures. Fuck them. They live long. They live 350 years, right? But they don't have souls. So the same kind of thing. She enters this contract um, into with the witch, but the, the weird I can't. It was three stipulations on this contract and they're all bad and it was like uh, Ariel didn't even it wasn't right in the movie. She's kind of like, oh, well, this could be worth it. And like, really, I don't lose sure, much like yeah. blah, blah. This one is if you don't get it, you die. I see you turn you into sea foam. You yeah. turn into sea foam. Yeah. Do you think your the body? Mes- do you think the message was always read the fine print of your contract? There was no fine print. <laughs> That's the thing. It was literally three <laughs> things and they were all it very clearly laid out. You're right. You're going to lose your voice. You're you have like X amount of time or whatever, and if you don't accomplish it, your body dissolves and turns into sea foam. That's wild. It, there was no upside, and yet she took it just to get legs, right? Sure. And when she got the legs, oh, th- this I think this is the second part. Sure, maybe or or a separate. Um, it said whenever the transformation is going to feel like a knife going down mm-hmm. your fin the entire way, and when you walk it on your new legs. Oh, that's right. It's I, going to feel like you're walking on knives. Right. It, it is not going to be a fun experience at all, but she can dance like no human can dance before, but it's going to feel like you're dancing on but, knives, but it feels like you're dancing on knives <laughs> and, he, and she still can't talk. Sure. Oh, yeah, 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 right. Is she doing this to get a soul? Essentially like becoming a human is to get a soul. If if the prince falls in love right, with her, she right. will become fully human and then uh, right. So that I mean, I guess that then the you're positive. then you're Christian and get a soul. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's because part of his soul goes into her when well, they share when a they soul. get married. I see what you because mean. it was very specific well, yeah, because that's how in well, that's how it is. Yeah, that's yeah. whenever you get married. Yeah, you share a bond and you become to it's become more. One. Yeah, it's not just totally. the penis and the vagina. It becomes. Yeah, that's why you can't game gays can't get married <laughs> because well, they don't have what's this. Yeah, I mean, you can't. I mean, how do you how do you even do that? <laughs> but logistically, we're just, uh, we're just talking about the Catholic church, the church here, man. It's yeah, not we're, us we're just speaking as a Catholic priest. Yeah. Well, and Timmy, get back in your room. Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> Lie to me, baby. Uh, and the, <laughs> I have a soul. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh God. The the last thing I'll say uh, for my for my little first yes first half here is that it was also specified that Prince Eric must love her beyond family beyond parents. It has to be like 
a romantic, not romantic. Uh, you and I talked about romantic love. Yes, yeah, it has to be like a, an actual like. Deep, it has to be long, a deep yeah, love, right, and right. it has to be more than your family and blah blah. And that is important for the right. second half of this of this story. But I'll throw it over to my boy Vargas. So, Little Mermaid, you, we got to talk about Little Mermaid one time off the podcast or something. Well, maybe if it wasn't such a bad example for every child. <laughs> uh, for mine, yes. I am going with. So my interpretation of miss the mark. Let's go. I'm so fascinated by this is different than Brian. Yes, Um, but it still works. So my original text Mm -hmm. Brennan's gonna know where I'm going as soon as I say it. Um, It it was a a short story called who goes there. Ah, yes by John W. Campbell jr. Totally um, adapted famously in 1982 by one Dalmatians by by John Carpenter. (laughs) As the land before time, right? <laughs> John Carpenter's land before time. It was a project that was crazy, and yeah. none of people know he did it. Yeah, but, yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, no, this is the thing. Um, the 1982 film by John Carpenter. Um, why? Why does the thing miss the mark? Uh, because <laughs> oh, sorry, were you supposed to ask that? Well, listen, yeah. I'll be upfront with you right now. That does not compute with me. But yeah, go ahead. I'll listen. <laughs> Here's what I'm saying. Right. So the thing is, is one of the best sci-fi movies of all time. Correct. I would make the argument that it is the best movie horror movie setup you could have correct you don't trust any of your friends that you've <laughs> known for years that's that's basically anyone can be this alien yeah Wait, do i have to get uh, well i haven't gotten royalties from this they're just basing this on my life Vargas, is the door locked yeah yeah good we have stuff to say to you <laughs> well Make okay a decision right now why why does the thing 1982 miss the mark of who goes there? Well, one, it's a remake of a, the 50s version. Well, let's start. We can talk about that. I, w- I would say that the thing is actually closer to who goes there than the 50s version. Oh, is, yeah, right. Just okay. just in terms of atmosphere and story, right? The 50s version is different. It is. a liter- It's like a 50s monster movie. Yeah, yeah, but who goes there is not as good as the thing 82. That's why it misses the mark, right? Because if it was more faithful to the story, it'd be a worse movie. It would be a worse movie. Ah, so we did interpret this wildly differently. We did. <laughs> this is fa- I love this we so did. much. Um, I I think my my first argument here is going to be the size of the cast. Sure. So in John Carpenter's superior 1982 adaptation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. like a dozen dudes. Yes, you get to know all of them. They all have personalities that shine through this movie. You you like them as the movie opens because it's like dudes being dudes and, and they're just doing their job. They're doing just their go. job. The the base that they're in is, you know, locking down for the winter, basically. Right, right. And this thing comes in. Okay. In who goes there, there are 36 dudes on the base. <laughs> God damn. 16 of them get named. Which means more than half the cast of this that book you just don't know are just dudes. And when was who go there? When was it written? 38. 38. And it was a short story, right? It's, it's a short story. So it's a short story with a cast of 30 36. people. 30, yeah. yeah, 36 That's a person per page. You know, like <laughs> what are you doing? And and I mean, to the credit of the original author, John Campbell, it's not like he's like, okay, John number one, John number two, John number three. Right you know it's a it's a main cast of 16 guys right but there still is that question when you get done with it of like okay there's basically ha- double the number of people on this base and none of them have anything to do sure so why include them 
Well, John Carpenter said, yeah, nuts with those dudes. I'm kicking them out of here, right? <laughs> right. The thing is a better version. That's that's my first argument. If you if you're if half your cast or you're including people just to have them fill out a crowd scene, you sure. don't need them. Right. So when Ariel saves <laughs> Prince Eric, she dumps him off at a, this uh, like temple. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, he's like, <clears throat> he, she's still a mermaid. So at that time, he's nursed back to health by this girl at the temple. Um, so when she gets her legs and everything comes back, she doesn't know. There's no scene. R- the, the lovely scene about with the bird and, you know, she doesn't know what a fucking fork is and all this <laughs> stuff that still holds true in the book. But it's it's it plays to the point where so he is hanging out with ariel she can't talk and he's basically showing her the ropes on everything human they're spending all this time together time 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 right and he is starting to love her but he's loving her in more of like a sort of like a big brother yes or like a mentor type of right like i'm showing you all this stuff like we're we're we're, creating connection that way yeah we're building this history basically of me showing you how a goddamn hairbrush what it is uh, because, because you, because your helmet sure barely fits. Um, but so they're, they're doing this, this whole thing. But meanwhile, he's actually falling in love with the girl at the temple. Ah, right. So who nursed him back to who nursed him back to health yeah. and he built, built a little connection with. So time comes again, the, the boat scene, the marriage scene, right? Sort of happens. Um, she's Ariel's at the wedding. And if so, what it was is if she doesn't get him to fall in love by like whatever it was, like the end of the the day he gets married, mm-hmm. Prince Eric gets married. If at that the end of that day, if she he's not in love with her, that's when mm-hmm. she evaporates into foam, right? Right. So she's at the wedding. She's got you know six hours left, mm-hmm. right? Everybody goes to sleep. Her sisters. She's got a bunch of sisters and they play like a little bit of a bigger role in right. this than just being referenced, which they basically are in the movie. Right. They swim up and they give her this knife and I believe it's made of bone and they give her this knife from the sea witch and they're like, there's an out to, that you can come back and live. Sure. And the out is you have to get some of Prince Eric's blood from his heart and drip it on your feet, which Do is his, his feet. <laughs> uh, his feet wow which is pretty metal that's pretty wild um and then you'll turn back into a mermaid and you know live out you know basically a deal you'll get your voice back all that stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so she has this knife and she's on the boat and she decides not to do it sure so she swims back out into the ocean she basically lays there and she's as the time goes by she's basically waiting for her body to dissolve into sea mist Yikes. her body instead dissolves into like air and her quote unquote air form. Mm -hmm. It's not a soul is then grabbed by these weird angel like creatures who are sort of like they're not like shepherds of lost souls, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But they're basically like for all intents and purposes. They are angels. They're like Valkyrie that come down and take you to Valhalla sort of but but they tell her that she will get her soul if she spends, I think it's like 150 years doing good deeds. Ah, she will then get her soul, right? 
So as this like person who's now not in love, now not 300, 300 years. years. So you're now not a mermaid. You're now not a human. You're just like this. You're F- this weird this soul. I the guess. soul who yeah. can sort of interact with people still. Hmm. If you spend 300 years doing good deeds, whatever those are, right? right probably chopping Pinocchio up into firewood and killing Geppetto. <laughs> you will then get your immortal soul. So uh, what the the uh. point of this story? Yeah, she has to earn her soul. She has to earn her soul. That's through, a very old school. Yeah, right. Well, kind of still a Catholic. Yeah, thing, yeah, it, it, is. You know. it is. It is. And yet people still get souls when they touch touch the little ones. <laughs> um, but she hey, now has hey, to <laughs> God forgives all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> not only did she refuse to kill Eric, she tried her best right, sort of. She made a bad deal, right? Right. But then she d- decided her life was not more valuable than his life. Ah, uh, yeah, right. But then she, that's not enough. So she still can't have a soul or be turned back to a mermaid because of the quote unquote benevolence of the of whatever Hans's God is. Uh huh. And she now has to pay penance for 300 more years doing these good deeds before she's actually accepted into a soul. So it was a lose, lose, lose for it because the witch didn't get her right. prize. Yeah. Ariel didn't get to fall in love with Prince Eric. I guess I guess evil Prince Eric wins because he <laughs> fell in love and got married and is none the wiser. Well, the way like it plays out in this one, I, I, I understand what you mean. Like it is a very old school like fable about being a Christian, right? Like, yeah. you know, she is so focused on becoming a human, falling in love and then gets this like do or die thing and then realizes as she's going through it, like I can't I can't like that's not my purpose in life and I can't kill this person to like go back. So like I'm just gonna gonna accept my fate. I'm gonna accept my fate and then fate slash God gives her another chance to to atone for her life. Right like up to that point was only one bad decision and and, and and I say that and I say that meaning like that's the old school Christian like outlook right like you have to atone for all your sins right and that's that's wild. So it totally (laughs) the Disney movie totally misses that mark completely and instead it goes chooses, back to love conquers all yeah, thing. it goes yeah. to love conquers all which hmm. again it's it's a great it, classic movie yes right but right, right. for b- being based on that source material it completely missed the mark of what Hans was trying to convey some sure, weird religious yeah message that you have to spend 300 years doing good deeds to uh, to get a soul right so yeah little little mermaid there it is <laughs> Hans Christian Anderson's Little Mermaid. I wouldn't read it, but because <laughs> it's like the oldie worldy, like yeah, you know. Say that again. It's Old, oldie worldy. Oh, okay. Oldie world. Yeah, like ye old pube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to go to the ye old pube. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The thing. So, the the huge cast. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. My next point is. The the ending of the original right. is so it is of its time, right? In that the humans win and that's lame, right? How do they win in the book? That's what I'm gonna say. Right. Okay. So first and foremost, there's the iconic scene in the movie where McCready is heating the wire and he puts it in the blood right. to do the test, right? right? That's actually in the book no joke but that's the second test they do oh the first test they do in the book makes no sense (laughs) and it makes no sense because in the book 
it doesn't work. Sure. So why the fuck did you include it in the book, John? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna read you what they do because uh-huh. as I was yeah. as I was reading the source material, I was like, what what is what what are you doing? Okay, right. why why are they doing this? So the ta- first of all, the, the thing is telepathic too, so it can read your mind sure and project thoughts mm. so it can kind of tell you what it wants you to think right and right. know what you're thinking which in the movie they kind of relate as like increased anger and stuff right no the the thing can just take over the person's previous thoughts and yeah, emotions. It, so it, it, can, it can catch up to speed very quickly it knows like, your personality yeah. but uh, it can't like read your yeah. thoughts yeah, as, a, as a separate body host. yeah okay <laughs> a sled dog is conditioned by human blood injections from copper and gary to provide a human immunity serum test as in rabbits the initial test of conant is inc- inconclusive as they realize the test animal received both human and alien blood okay so stop so they <laughs> they put blood from people into the dog and then and then and then what and what exactly that does not make any it sense makes at all. no sense so in the movie or in the book you know after that they're right. like oh the the test is inconclusive because they realize that the test animal received human and alien blood oh so they i mean so they know one of the two guys is an is a thing sure but like why did you do that test why did you write that test? They're just asking questions. <laughs> and, and, and in the original source, it, is yeah. the thing like an also an assimilation like? Yeah, it's the same it's thing. It's the same idea, it, but just telepathic stuff like that, it's, right? It's telepathic and it can kind of shift. I mean, they kind of show this in the movie, but it can kind of shift back and forth between like sure, diff- right. different forms. Mm-hmm. So this is this is the next thing. First of all, the, the test is bullshit. In the, in the first <laughs> and, test. And especially for a short story. Yeah. Like why? Why did why you do this in a short story? So in 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 again in the original short story just like in the movie um blair gets put in his own cabin uh-huh. because in the book he's the one who's like we got to defrost this thing he, we've got to f- we've sure we've got to see what this thing is and right. it releases and that causes him to go crazy he's like well, this sure. is my fault so they put him in a cabin to keep him by himself right as they find out blair is a thing right at some point he gets exposed um and he's basically been left out there for a week <laughs> Because this the book takes place over the, a way longer right, time period. Right. He's been left out there for a week as a thing, and he can, I guess, like melt and slip under the cracks of the door because that's what he's been doing. Uh huh. And they go out there. They realize he's been doing whatever he's doing. They find his little hidey hole, mm-hmm. just like in the movie, and they go down there and they realize that he's been um, developing the the spaceship and yes. like an anti-gravity device um but this is after they do the blood test uh-huh. and they kill 14 dudes out of the 37 <laughs> so that's okay everybody else is a human right inside the base blair is left as the last sure thing. right they come down into his hidey hole he's mid transformation they burn him and the story ends that was the end that's it wow. so yes yeah, that's so it they- humans win what is the <laughs> message of the book? 
the humans win, man. The humans win. You, you, maybe, maybe we don't dig up the aliens. Maybe that's the message. <laughs> yeah, maybe the message it is because scientific progress sometimes needs to be stopped. Yeah, maybe it's which because is a very 1930s it, it, attitude. It actually, yeah, it is. Maybe because because, like you said, Blair ends up being the ultimate bad guy yeah. well in both things but in the book it sounds like they they ostracized him because he was the one that was like we have to undo this thing ball well blah. he he kind of or we have to we have to i'm sorry we have to un we have to open this thing right he he actually goes crazy in the book because he's like yeah. this is my fault right i'm gonna be the fault because the humanity. main reason yeah in the in the movie they put him in the cabins because he bust up all their equipment because he's like we can't get let this thing get out of here blah blah correct which is Sim- a, similar to the book a smart fucking move by the thing yeah to do that yeah it, posing as like i'm pissed off we can't let this thing escape i'm gonna bust up all their fucking equipment correct and yeah so I like your version of the thing better where he's he's got this whole monologue in his head be like oh these fucking idiots maybe well and maybe and so in the movie the and then in his head he's probably like I'll, ki- I'll tell him tell him I'll kill I'll kill you but say it kind of weird say it like I'll kill you <laughs> say a little, it, no, no have like a little bit of an accent pa- pa- put a little stink on it Blair <laughs> put a little stink here on we it. go here we go pretend to have diabetes because <laughs> it's <laughs> Wilford Brimley <laughs> so in the movie wow it's similar but different where yeah blair busts up all the shit because he doesn't want this thing to escape and then he ends up being a thing somehow in this week long period of him whatever yes um i like the movie's version better again because they surmise that he's trying to build a spaceship that shit doesn't really work so He's the thing is trying to freeze itself. Yes, they realize because in in the movie uh, spoilers for 1982's John Carpenter's the thing um, they yes, they put Blair in the cabin partly because he's they're like this guy's fucking crazy. Yeah. Just put him in the goddamn cabin by himself. They realize over the course of I think over a couple of nights is whenever it takes yeah. place. There's only like three or four guys left. Um, there's this amazing thing where child is suddenly gone mm-hmm. and they, they, they're, that's where they're thinking it's happened. So they're like, we got to check on Blair. They find out. Yes. Blair has somehow put, put himself into like the underground storage dug area. A hole, yeah. Yes. And then trying to build a, a, a spaceship, they realize, oh, the spaceship doesn't work. So that the thing wants to then kill them all itself. and yeah. freeze itself and then be found by survivors. Correct. Because, uh, as they found out, freezing doesn't kill it. Does obviously. not kill it. Right. Yes. So the opposite actually, in fact, kills it. <laughs> exactly. And you get you get one of the great endings of all time. With one of the best all time. McCready and Childs staring at each other, not knowing if the other the one. most ambiguous ending ever, which we've yeah. had many conversations about like s- th- so many different ways you can interpret what is happening yeah. in the ending. And, and I, I love it. I it's love it. so good. But you're you're not given that ending when you read the source material it's just they killed it it's by just humanity win. humanity wins and there's 14 dudes apparently left but only two of them have names right and i also remembered thanks to wikipedia <laughs> there's 37 37 dudes 16 are named three are given first names that's so funny <laughs> that's so funny I love that. And uh, 15 of them are ended up end up killed as aliens by the end of That's the story. That's fascinating. Has I remember a while ago we talked about there was like a Kickstarter or something like that to expand and write out like a full novel. I'm so glad you mentioned that. <laughs> I brought you what 
Uh, is it like actually done? Yeah, it's done. Wow. I brought it for you. It's it's technically a novella. Sure. It's just over a hundred pages long. Sure. Uh, but yes, get that done in a day. Have you have you read it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's expanded, it, but it, it's still pretty similar to like how it the story. Works out. The story's pretty much the same. Uh, and this is my my last whatever problem with right. the story. It it was written in 1938. So if you <laughs> if you've read anything pre World War II, they're mm-hmm. pretty, especially science fiction and fantasy. They're pretty goddamn wordy and pretty stilted it's not sure it's what did not, you not understand when i said oldie worldy yeah i mean that <laughs> i mean mine doesn't have any pubes in it but <laughs> and then have you ever seen the thing from another world the 50s version? i haven't seen the 50s you version. should because it is like a monster movie yeah but in that version the thing is like a plant-based creature yeah and it wants to use its seeds to like take over the world right basically yeah, yeah. and it's fascinating because like uh, a, lot of, a lot of white men that want to use their seed to take over the world <laughs> because it, it is like a whole Epstein. like <laughs> Prince Andrew. When we get into that. Uh, but no, I, I think you should watch it because it is a lot of fun. Yeah. But it's like this whole idea of like that's where like the fire comes in because they're like, oh, it's like a plant based creature. Like we can set it on fire. Sure. And then like the creature is played by like a pretty famous stuntman. And, and, and like it's fascinating. And but he wears like, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And but a yeah, giant it, cat suit. That's <laughs> correct. A giant. He looks like a plant man. Like it, it looks like yeah. swamp thing. Like it's it's <laughs> wi- yeah. it's wild. And like there, there's a great uh, one of the best like stunts like of that time of yeah. them setting him on fire and him running through the base and stuff like that. So like sure. find it if you can. I don't know where you can find it. That's why I haven't watched it. Yeah, but I've it's it's fascinating. It. It's so interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I brought you the novella that you can thank you read so much through and see if you agree with me. I think I might. <laughs> I think I might. Yeah. Um, well, boys, thank you so much. Um, going from Hans Christian Anderson's Little Mermaid and the great um, uh, Disney Little Little Mermaid mm-hmm. to uh, who goes there in 1982's John Carpenter's The Thing. Um, yeah, based on arguments in the prompt, I'm going to go with Little Mermaid. Um, because I, I like, don't get me wrong. I, I like the argument of, uh, that I think you have Vargas. You flipped it a little bit. You flipped it back to like the 1982 version hit the mark. Whereas the, the, the original version, like there were, there was like mixed pathways, right? The 82 version misses the mark of the source material (laughs) because it's better. (laughs) Sure. sure. It missed the mark. Whereas I, 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 yeah, Brian's argument was, was definitely about how, Hans Christian Andersen's version was this thing about this weird Christian moralistic soul sort of thing, like esoteric Christian yeah. view, but and then how the Disney simplified the, it, the simplified it to love Congress. All I like that a lot. So I'm going to go with that. I can't wait to read who goes there, the novella, and I'm going to the short story. I'm fascinated to read as well. And then of course, I can't wait to watch the thing for you know the thousandth time. Hell yeah, because it is the perfect movie. And then I mean. I, There's I, a few videos on YouTube you can watch. I'm that explain. pretty sure. I'm guessing by white bearded angry men. Well, no, these are the ones that explain the differences mm-hmm. and they're not like mad about it. I know. I'm, I'm nice. kidding. I'm, I'm totally kidding. Uh, but no, I can't wait to see those differences. And then, of course, I've, I watched Lord, <laughs> just like two, three weeks. Ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think I'll be all right there. But yeah, I, thank you so much. That, that was that was a great great argument um, going back to as I was thinking as you guys were talking of stuff that missed the mark um, a lot of like Philip K. Dick stuff like yeah. is totally wildly different from a lot of that stuff and then um, things like Brian said doom the original we uh, uh, we brought up uh, uh, 
who's it? Oh, fuck Do- in doom Dwayne Johnson. Who's the other guy? Carl, Carl Urban. Urban, not the other guy. <laughs> not Bradley Dominic, Cooper. No, Dominic, Dominic Monahan. Uh, Monahan. Not him. No, no. Dominic Cooper. Dominic Cooper. Dominic Cooper. Not I said Bradley Cooper. You did. Not him, but also uh, Dominic Cooper. <laughs> Light was in uh, uh, Judge Dredd, uh, Dredd, the the good version. Yeah. Sly Stallone was in Judge Dredd, the bad version, the one that Correct. just totally missed hmm. the mark. Yeah, that would have been a good one. And then yeah, and then watching all those old Batman movies, especially the Schumacher, and even still, like the Tim Burton movies are f- are awesome to watch. But like, if you go back to the source material, Batman as a detective, blah blah. Um, they all kind of miss the mark and there's yeah. so many different superhero movies that I think just are wildly wild. Do you think the Batman is the closest one to the original source material? Uh, yes and no. It, it's it's complicated. Look at your face. What's your face doing over here? I I've never read detective 27, so I, <laughs> I have no idea if you like. Yes, I, I mean that yes. No, because this is a younger Batman trying to solve a mystery. And in that respect, yes, the yeah. tone, the setting. Yes. Um, but in a lot of the ways, how the Riddlers portrayed things like that, it reminds me so much of uh, was Grant Morrison who wrote Arkham Arkham Asylum. Yep. It reminds me so much of that. And especially they just released the um, the the little deleted scene with the Joker Batman interrogation yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. That Boo. is so much Arkham Asylum. Boo. Yeah, it is. I, I like I I'm, he doesn't like the Joker at all. I know you're not a Joker boy it, oh, at all, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. You don't like, and jokes. that's why it's I like. Boring. And uh, that I agree. Uh, Matt Reeves agrees with you. Yeah. That's why he cut that part cut of the movie out. and put the little tease at the end. And then he said the next movie will not be <laughs> a Joker movie. He just wanted the flavor of the world. Sure. And I think that that even that deleted scene, while I enjoy it uh, quite a bit, in their Matt Reeves interpretation of that Joker and what Barry Cohegan's doing. I think it's fine just to not have it in the movie because that movie's already three hours long. You I don't think, need another yeah. conversation where Batman's trying to figure out what the Riddler's doing. I think it's just weird that they had a vampire be Batman. Um, so <laughs> next time I, I've asked you guys before, I've asked you three songs that Brian would want to dance to. That was good shit. Oh yeah. So I'm gonna do something a little similar, but a little different. Mm-hmm. Songs you don't want to dance to. Songs Chat. that make me not want to dance. No, I want. And now I'm going to put the word best out here because when we do best, it's always a, a fun ride. That's true. I'm going to do. What do you, what do you mean? Do you, are you saying that some of us maybe interpret arguments differently than others? I don't know. We're going to spend I 30 minutes know. clarifying what we talked about to the podcast. I want the, in your opinion, mm-hmm. the three best pop songs. Now pop. <laughs> thank you. That was good, right? Is a very, I hate the term because it stands for popular music and you could make an argument that every genre is popular with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. I, ha- mm-hmm. I hate the term pop music, but it has been uh, subjugated to a certain type of music. Sure. Whenever you think of the billboard top 200 and all this. Sure. Stuff. So I want the three best pop songs of any era. Yeah. Go nuts. Man. Okay, good. But because we've done something similar with Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, we've done the '90s, I think even the '80s, and then best. But but I just want best pop, just general pop song. The top three. If if somebody was like, I've never heard music, and (laughs) but I hear, or or some alien came down to Earth, set up a grid, yep, on 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 the water, and said, "Give me pop songs," and I said, "Okay, C four." Well, Rihanna's (laughs) already here. 
so. um, umbrella. <laughs> oh, you you get along great with her. That she had syllables too. Uh, yeah, three best pop songs. Okay, that's what I want. Ooh. Very good. Ooh, baby. Uh, Very good. Guys, something special coming up. We have the 100th episode of Debates in only a few weeks. Uh, and that's a pretty that's pretty cool. Pretty tall order. I mean, it's not tall. Uh, short, pretty short order. It's not short, but pretty I think wide? it's cool. Is it a wide order? It's girthy. Oh, girthy. It is a girthy order. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. We got some stuff planned. Right. Uh, so stick around for that. Um, I, I don't think we have much else to announce. Just, I mean, I you know, so. that's going to be a lot of fun. That's the right. 100th episode. Look out for that because it'd probably be a drunken time. What? Nah. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on all of our socials at Debates on Tap, on Twitter, at Debates on Pictures, on Instagram. And you can email us with any of your questions. Tell us what your favorite movie that missed the mark is. Tell us your favorite pop songs uh, at Debates on Fans at gmail.com. Um, I believe there's nothing else. Every Wednesday, Vargas and I do a show uh, about heavy metal. So if you're interested in that, it's called The Onslaught. It's called The Onslaught every Wednesday. 7 p.m., right? <laughs> yep. You get it. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, thanks for listening. Bye. So, you dug a 4x4 four four hole for your apple tree. Mm-hmm. You fucking imagine... 4x4? Four four? That's a big ass... Well, it only had to be about a foot deep, but... But still, I mean, that's yeah. that's still pretty big. It sucked, too. It's bigger than I would think. Rocky as fuck. Because, again, in Animal Crossing, it's just one scoop. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you're good. You're set. <laughs> Can you imagine how long it would take to dig, like, a standard grave? <laughs> Six feet deep? I would actually be fine. Here, at this house, yeah. I found another full brick while I was digging that. No joke. Yeah, man. It's <sighs> I, What I told my dad is, I think when they built the house, that side area was, like, just where they dumped all their extra oh, shit. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. What were you going to say? Just digging holes sucks. And I don't think a lot of people realize how much digging holes sucks. Yeah, I would. Hard, wa- but I, uh, like it. I wouldn't want to do it. That's probably why it looks so. It can be fun. So good today. Digging those yeah, holes. Digging baby. holes out there. It is not fun. It can be. Digging. <laughs> you dug a four by four by one hole. Yeah. How long did that take you? Uh, 30 minutes. Damn. I had to get my pickaxe out machine oh he found a brick yeah man i have to like break the ground with my pickaxe and then scoop it out i can't dig with the shovel yeah i can only scoop i can't Hmm. i can't imagine how long it would take to dig like a six foot long by three foot wide by six foot deep hole yeah it would take fucking forever yeah yeah that would be a fucking nightmare yeah it'd be terrible awful terrible the one of the worst like manual labor things i've ever had to do was we dug a french drain in my parents yard ah. and we had to dig it was like 45 feet long mm-hmm. by a foot wide <laughs> by like two and a half feet deep right see here's the thing and i know i've ruined it now because of all the bits i've done with brendan about it but genuinely the pickaxe for that kind of stuff is perfect well we had to dig it because our side yard was a fucking swamp yeah so it was digging through mud yeah well it's easier than hard dirt you know <laughs> i got some shit i hear you can do there you want to stay after the show and help me dig no man <laughs> all right it's just di- digging holes sucks it's a shitty job right that's why right. they made a movie about it yeah Shia, Shia Shawshank redemption oh you hit a spoon yeah you had to crawl through shit
literal shit. Yeah, <laughs> actual don't, shit. Don't we all? It's a metaphor. Welcome to the dad cast. Uh, this is where we talk about digging in our yards and what we find. <laughs> is this how we're starting? I found a whole brick. No. Okay. I have a little. Yeah, he's got something. I have a whole thing. Let's hear it. Let's hear the joke. <laughs> <laughs>